y'all. Welcome to Let's Talk Life XL on Mixed Talk Radio, where we talk about life as it is. Today in the studio, I have a very special guest. I have the cover winner of Mixed Talk Magazine. Alexis Harold and I get into the Business Boss Series. Let's talk, y'all. Hello, my name is Alexis Harold, and I am the owner of Joyful Jewels. I currently reside in Houston, Texas. I am originally from Natchitoches, Louisiana, a very small town in central Louisiana. Um, I am the only child of my mother. I am currently married to Reginald Harold, and we have two children, Jordan and Joy, and we have a dog named Cece. Now, we saved the best for last. You were the 2021 Mixed Talk Magazine cover winner. How was that experience for you? The experience for me was mind-blowing, um, totally mind-blowing. A shocker. Um, I never in I don't know how many years imagined that I would get 35,000 votes and be the cover winner. Um, when we first started this, the last winner had 15,000 votes. And I was like, there is no way I'm going to get 15,000 votes. And when it got started, you know, I just sent out some texts to family, friends, just immediate people. And I asked them, would you share this? Would you vote? Um, you can vote more than one time if you feel free to. But it was breathtaking. I actually um, understood that people are always watching even though you think they are not watching, you would be surprised um, at the number of people that are watching. So 35,000 votes, it was just like knocked my socks off. Now, in the last conversation, we talked about how they jammed the system. Now, they didn't break the website, right? But they definitely jammed it with all of their incoming votes pouring in. It was thousands of votes coming in and fractions of time. And it was just what really set me on edge. It wasn't the fact that the votes were pouring in. You know, it was the fact that I had access to you guys' Facebook page because I follow everybody that was in the um, in the competition. And watching the comments from all of you guys' supporters and when, it, oh, my God, when it was tight and it was neck and neck, the, the commentary was nail-biting. And I even think I put a few emojis uh, in there. I put a few gifts in there because <laughs> it was just, to me, it was the public support, the community support that really made this year's voting extra special. Now, yes, last year we had over 15,000 votes for one couple, and then, you know, years before, we've had thousands of votes. So every year, it continues to grow. And that is the goal of our Catalyst for Change Award recipients. You know, we want you guys to have that experience that you are seen. You know, we see you. Women Empowering Change see you. Mixed Talk Media see you. Mixed Talk Radio sees you. And to be able to put you guys in front of our listeners, in front of our supporters, and then to see your supporters join in with you. Now, did that boost your business confidence? It absolutely did. And so before I go any further, I do want to shout out the amazing women that were in the same category as I. They are absolutely 
phenomenal. And so I want to give a congratulations and a hats off to them first. Um, but it did boost my business confidence because I often struggle with confidence and Am I doing the right thing? Are people paying attention to me? Am I inspiring someone? Have I motivated someone to change? And so it really boosted my confidence that even if I thought about giving up, I have to keep going because my life could change one person. And so it made me want to do more, want to get in front of people more, want to help people more. So definitely, yes. We've talked in between, before, during, after, because you've done some things for uh, Women Empowering Change. You've been a speaker on our platform before. And just our initial meeting was just God sent. You know, I'm all a, I'm really big on alignment and making sure that, hey, the things that I'm doing are propelling me in the direction that I actually want to go in. And I've experienced all the things that you just named. that, And that's why I asked that. Because there's so many people out there beating themselves up because their business confidence is low. And we talked about that on another episode, the difference between business confidence and low self-esteem. It's, they're one in the same. You can have low self-esteem just about you as a person, but you can, you also need business confidence. You need to be able to say, hey, this is my brand. This is my vision. This is my mission. These are my goals. And this is what I believe in. This is what I want to do and really take that and put that in front of people that you can serve, put that in front of people that you can be a, a solution for, because every business should be a problem solver. If your business does not solve anybody's problems, but your own, then you may need to reevaluate your business because the more problems your business can solve. And I, I want to say it's more as an expansion type mindset, not like, having 50 services, right? But the more people that you can service through your business, the more people you help. And servant leadership, I feel like, is key when it comes to having a successful business. What is your opinion on servant leadership? My opinion is a characteristic or maybe the most important characteristic of a leader is a servant because Jesus was a servant first. And so you have to be ready um, and available to serve the people. My prayer is God, allow me to touch the hearts of your people. Allow me to inspire the people, but you can't do that if you don't serve. Serve simply means that you're meeting the needs of the people. And so whatever those needs are, you need to be available to meet them because I believe it's not just about selling product. It's about touching the hearts of the people and then the rest will come. You have to make a connection and be a servant to God's people. You are here as a representative of God. And so a servant is probably the most important leadership quality to me. I totally agree. I'm back here shaking my hands and, and just sitting back in my chair because you, you hit on the key. Uh, um, you know, we're in a culture where it's all about me and how can I self-serve when it really should be flipped inside out, right? We got to be able to serve our community because that's how we build that network of supporters in the first place. And once we do that through servant leadership, we'll see that it's okay to share what you know. 
If you learn something, it's okay to share. If you have a tip to be successful, it's okay to give it to the next person who does not understand. And one of the main, I hear, uh, one of the adages I hear is, you know, they can imitate you, but they can't be you. So, it's, I mean, if you see people trying to copy your style and they do what you do and you know what, it's fine, but they can't be you. And that is the unique quality about you as a business owner. Now, how have you learned who you were as a business owner? I've learned through um, customer reviews or friends reviews or when people bring things to my attention. Probably the most um, touched things I've happened is when people say, when I see you go live, I am depressed, but you make me laugh. But you don't know what somebody else is going through. And so that has kind of evolved me into a business owner that is not all about the product. It's not all about the movement of the whatever product you have. When you can change a life or when you can save a soul, um, people often deal with mental illness that we know nothing about. So being as a business owner, if I can use the platform that I do have to bring joy, to bring laughter. The Bible says a merry heart does good like medicine. And so if I can bring that um, to people by using a camera and the platform that I have, I think as a, as a business owner that has developed me. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, that's a great, that's a great perspective. That's a great journey because you have to be able to receive feedback. Some people have their guards up and they don't even want to allow people to really fill them in on how they felt when they were in their presence or how the product actually fared once it was bought or purchased or used, you know? So we have to be open to positive feedback and with the good will come the bad. So you'll get those negative comments. You have to really evaluate them from the mindset of, is this really true or is this here to distract me from really continuing and moving forward? Because some of that, can be distractions set up along the way to deter you from moving forward. Some people may say, oh, you know what? It didn't go good with my uh, skin tone. And you know what? I didn't even get any compliments. That don't have nothing to do with me. I don't, I don't have no, no control over how many people said you look good tonight. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You must have paired with a good pair of shoes or something. I don't know. But my point is people, some people just will always have something negative to say, no matter how good your product is or how good your services were. Now, how have you dealt with um, just being focused and dedicated? Um, being focused and dedicated, you have to know your reasoning, your why, your vision, and that can always change. And so without a vision, you may not have anything to focus on. Um, business doesn't stop or customer service doesn't stop when the purchase the person purchases the item. Um, it goes to, like you said, how did they enjoy the item? What can you do better? Um, what criticisms or what feedback do they have to help you grow your business? But vision, the Bible says, write a vision and make it plain. As I stated, no vision, no focus. You are basically fumbling in the dark with no direction or where you're headed or where you're going or 
what are you going to lean towards? And so um, you, there's no focus. There's no action plan without a vision. And so once you have a vision, then you can focus. Distractions are going to come. Um, the enemy is not going to be who he is if he doesn't bring forth a distraction. And so, which is why for me, I have a daily set appointment for prayer time that I meet God at a certain place at a certain time so that I can get what I need to stay focused because I know distractions are coming. Y'all, y'all know I'm back here taking notes. She said, when you don't have a vision, you won't have anything to focus on. Whoa. That is, that's, that's a gem right there because sometimes in business, you, all you have is just a good idea. And some people will, you know, run full fledged ahead with just an idea and they haven't done any research behind it. You have to learn your craft. You have to be in a position to say, I can sit still long enough to learn. I can sit still long enough to grow. I can sit still when I have to pivot because people confuse sitting still with being still. No, it's being in a place where you're able to receive whatever the Lord wants you to receive. If I'm just moving all about A to Z, B, B, C, D, E, F, and G, element of P, I'm not going to get, and I'm going to say it like, I'm not going to get. I'm not going to get where I'm trying to go because I'm going all the places I don't need to go. And then that's when we get into, oh, why is it taking so long? Oh, my God. You know, I can't get a good break. Well, maybe you don't need a good break because if you had a good break, you don't even have a plan. That break would literally break you. Absolutely. So how have you dealt with the pace of life in business? Who, as a full-time, I have a full-time job as a business owner, as a wife, as a mother, as a, you know, daughter, it gets hectic. Um, it is sometimes um, overwhelming, but what I have learned is what you have to do is, in addition to that vision and that action plan, you have to allocate your time and you have to be disciplined enough to stick with the allocation of the time. If I'm going to work my business from six to eight, I need to be doing those things that I am working my business on from six to eight. If I'm going to dedicate family time from five to seven, I need to do that because you will go a whole day, a whole week, a whole month, and you have all these unfinished projects because you didn't use the dedicated or allocated time to what you said. And so what I had to do is I had to start tracking my time. I got a journal and I started writing down what I was doing at this time to this time and how many minutes it took me to get that done. And what I realized is I had a lot of wasted time. Time is money. I had a lot of wasted time when I thought I was so busy. I was so overwhelmed. No, I wasn't allocating my time properly. Did I really need to watch an hour of my favorite show this week? Absolutely not. Those people already have their money. Did I really need to get eight hours of sleep five days a week? Uh, no, I didn't. I can run off six hours. And so I had to make those adjustments, but I didn't know that until I put it on paper 
to see exactly what I was doing. Did I need to talk to my friend for two hours on Monday about the same thing we've been talking about since college? Absolutely not. And so that's where those adjustments come in for time allocation because it does get overwhelming. Y'all, I have been on mute cracking up because it is so real. I think because you'd be like, what's so funny about that? If you have started a business and it has consumed you, you can feel everything that she just said. And man, she you you sum me up to a T. Because I had to do those things and even learn that there are some things that are positive things that I may have to miss. You know, I may not be able to go celebrate every time if I'm trying, if I'm right in the middle of a project. And I didn't, I didn't know that level. You know, usually you can organize things that are unnecessary, so to say, right? Uh, TV and things like that. Those are easier things. But then I got into a season where I had to sacrifice. I mean, and it was hurting because I felt like I was letting people down that were looking for me. You know, normally, you know, I'm the friend that people go to to say, hey, I need some ideas on, you know, this party I'm having. What what can we do? What are some things we can do? Or who can I go to learn this from? Or where can I get this from? So I'm usually the go-to friend. But I haven't been in that position this year. And I'm like, Lord, I know I know you want me to do this stuff. I said, but, you know, I'm feeling really guilty for not being there. And I had to really sit with myself and say, you know what? As long as your heart is good and you know that you are not just doing this intentionally, then you have to be able to be okay with the sacrifices that are going to be required. How have you dealt with sacrificing some of those more important things when it comes to business and balancing. Um, sacrifices is, is is hard, especially when it comes to certain things. So probably the most important thing for me is going to be when I want to travel back home to Louisiana to see my mom and my grandmother. So that's kind of something that is near and dear to me. And so I had to realize that maybe I can't go home every other weekend or maybe I can't go home but once a month. Um, COVID really taught me um, how to value that time and make that adjustments. Um, so I had to, that is probably the most important thing to me. Now, I have some some friends and some family that maybe they're having a celebration or a birthday party or they just want to get together. Those things are deemed important to them, but I have to be okay with saying no so that I can take that time to get to where I need to be. There are going to be plenty of times for us to celebrate. I have to be okay with saying no, and I have to be okay with whatever way they receive the no. And so some will get frustrated, but I have to be okay with that. And so I do feel if they understand what I'm trying to accomplish, then they should understand that I'm not, intentionally missing out on something that's important to you is just not a good fit for me right now. I love how you said receive the no. Wow. Cause you can't, you can't determine how people will receive anything that you give to them or share with them. Anything you give to them or share with them. You, you cannot determine. You don't even know if they even heard you fully to receive the whole message. Sometimes you can be talking to somebody and you be like, that is only like a third of what I said. What did you do with the other two thirds? Like, right. 
It's like, did you, did you, what did, what, what happened to it? So, you know, I, I totally agree with just everything that you said. You, you hit it on the head. And I think that was the place, if I had to identify it, would be the being okay with the no and being okay if the no was not well received. And I'll be honest, you know, I've dealt with the, you know, wanting to make everybody happy syndrome, the people pleasing syndrome, the big heart syndrome, whatever is so many different labels you could call it, you know, but I had to learn that there are some things that will require self and there will be things that require others. And I could not deny the things that self needed and say that I was being selfish. I, I couldn't name it that. So I had to also make sure I was naming the things in my season correctly. And when we talk about naming things, I think the most poorly named season or situation or experience would be failure. How have you renamed failure? Failure is no longer failure for me. It's a lesson learned. Um, because if you're not failing, then you're not growing. If you're not trying new things and they don't work, which is a failure, then you're not becoming experienced. And so failure is an opportunity to learn a lesson so that you don't repeat the same thing over and over again. And so I no longer look at it as a failure. What did I learn from that? How can I do it differently? How can I improve um, what I failed at and how can that help me to be able to grow? How can that help me advance my business? How can that improve my communication skills? How can that improve me overall? So it's not a failure, it's a lesson learned. If you didn't learn a lesson, hmm, then you might need to do it again um, if there was no lesson learned. So failures are simply lessons and opportunities to grow. I definitely consider failures an opportunity Every last one of them is an opportunity to evolve into a higher self. And we have to understand that there are so many depths to us. I mean, we say higher and then we go deep. I mean, it's so many different levels to self that it really truly takes a lifetime to discover. And then once you realize your own personal self, then you start realizing who are who am I in business? Who am I as a business owner or a business um, professional? You know, so you get to learn different capacities of how you carry yourself. You get to learn different capacities of the level of empowerment or the level of support or the level of service that you could mm -hmm. offer to, you know, your community. And I always talk about community because whether we identify ourselves as a community or not, we are. Every product has its own community. How have you created a community for Joyful Jewels? I think by being the person that I am, I always say my character will speak for itself. My character will go places that I will never, ever go. And so I think my character has allowed me to build um, my business. And I'm just going to take, for example, um, even though I, I sell jewelry, I show jewelry and people may not buy that jewelry. Um, when I need something, for instance, I have a vision to have a college program for young men. 
Um, I want to be able to send them things to bless them. When I make a call to the people, they give. Um, they give with a drop of a hat. You know, I had a college student that needed books within five minutes. I made a post and people donated. And so I think the character will take me places. The business is just a platform, but the character you are the business. The product is what it is. You are the actual business. People do business with people they have relationships with, people who have a good character. And so my character also allowed me to receive 35,000 votes, not even thinking that without that platform, um, I don't think my, you know, I will be able to touch so many people. And so I think it's built on character, um, who you are, when the camera is off, who you are without looking for a pat on the back, who you are just by being kind, showing your goodness. Um, so I think character defines a business. I'm all about that. Your business does have its own character. And, you know, you see it on the reviews. Now, I'm I'm all about reviews, y'all. I'm be honest. I've gotten into it lately because I've been having to spend my own money. I think I didn't got on my daddy's nerves. So um, I'm in my own pocketbook, you know, so I go, <laughs> I go and look and I really make sure <laughs> I'm all in reviews, making sure this product is good. I'm listening to what people are saying, either online, YouTube, I'm reading comments. I'm looking at pictures. I'm like, well, how did it photograph for you, girl? Cause I'm trying to see what it's going to look like in my house. I'm trying to see how it's going to operate in my studio. And, you know, I've just I've just learned that there are some businesses that they're the character is poor and you're, you're not going to be able to get any kind of goodness out of a poor character. And it's just like with you as a person, if you have poor character as a person, it's going to be really hard to have positive, healthy, sustaining relationships. So before we come to the close of the show, I really want to ask this one question. What is a success that you're most proud of? Because I think sometimes we just don't brag enough on ourselves. The success that I'm most proud of today is probably going to be in relation to my business is probably going to be inspiring my daughter. Um, I go live and you never know that your kids are listening. They're looking, they're taking notes of what you're doing. Um, but my daughter decided to go live one time and I had, I didn't prep her. I didn't train her and she got on the camera and mimicked me like she had done it before. And so to be able to demonstrate to her that you can do anything you want to do. You can be anybody you want to be. And so on Christmas, she knows I have several businesses and I work. Um, she got me a journal and it had each tab of the businesses that I do so I can keep notes of what I'm doing. And so probably is going to be being an example to her. It's probably my most proudest moment because my business is named Joyful Jewels after my daughter, Joy. And so inspiring her without knowing. Now, can you please tell us where we can go to support you, where we can follow you at? Yes, you can follow me on Facebook at Alexis Harold, H-A-R-R-O-L-D. You can also go and check out my website. It is www.joyful, J-O-I-F-U-L slash jewels, J-E-W-E-L-S. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Business Boss Series. This episode was sponsored by JoyfulJewels.com. As always, please leave me a review and let me know if anything from our conversation caught your attention. Bye, y'all.